Hello, party people, and welcome to Low Definition, the game show podcast that proves absolutely, positively, unquestionably, categorically, no ifs, ands, or buts, indubitably, unequivocally, beyond a shadow of a doubt, irrefutably, incontrovertibly, that language is dumb. And I'm your dumb host, Steve Lutz. The players I've assembled here, on the other hand, are actually all very smart, though you'd (laughs) never guess it from the fact that they all signed up to be here, and some of them have done so multiple times. Hmm... Anyway, let's meet those players. It's Micah Sargent's first time here, which means I have nothing rude to say about him, but we'll fix that in short order. Welcome to the show, Micah. Thank you. I have lots of rude things to say about you. That's awesome. We barely even met. Whoa. Antagonizing the host right from the gate. That's called preparation. He obviously has not played this before. You're going to fit right in here, Micah. (laughs) Somebody's told you what to expect. That's not right. I just I listen to the the show and uh, when we're not spreading we're being mean to each other. Is oh what I boy! <laughs> no no no! It's out of love. It's entirely out of love, except for <laughs> one person, and I won't say who it is. Next up, Monty Ashley, who doesn't have a win yet, but once he works out how to maximize the effectiveness of the roll again spaces, watch out, people! Hello, Monty. Hi, Steve. That's it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, um. Uh, uh, oh God. <laughs> so badly already. It's okay. Hey, no, I like it. You're pithy and to the point, um, which means that you're on the wrong show. I'll get much pithier later on when I lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, Tiffany Arment is not with us tonight, but Kathy Campbell is. So if you notice an improvement in this episode's sound quality, it's because you're no longer hearing the sound of Tiff vacuuming up Kathy's points. <laughs> Hello, I like Kathy. To think- I like to think that I'm loading them into a cannon and just shooting them straight at her. Yeah, it's really less of a vacuum and more of a cannon blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Hey, who's got two back-to-back wins and is going for an unprecedented three-peat? Not Tony, but Chip Sutterth does. <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? Yeah, good luck, and don't glen this up, Chip. I'll do my best. All right. Or my worst. Hey, I don't know what we did to deserve this, but we are once again joined by visionary science fiction virtuoso and future Hugo Award ceremony (laughs) attendee, Dan Morin. Good evening, Dan. I'll be in the audience somewhere. It's me, the fly in the ointment. That's right. (laughs) Excellent. And finally, Erica Ensign has recovered from her debauched Canada Day revelries just in time to join us for a game. Hey there, Erica. Hello, A. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Nailed it. That's what you do to celebrate Canada Day, right? Pack up all your belongings and move to a new place? That, yeah. I mean, if if that's not the case, then I've done it wrong. Yeah, she <laughs> came on and she Canadaed. That's eh? great. <laughs> so those are our players. Uh, they were introduced in order of play as determined by random.org, your first step on the path to realizing you should have just ordered that list yourself. Here's how we played low, low definition. First, I got to learn how to pronounce low definition. Here's how we play low definition. <laughs> In each round, I will present you with an obscure word, and each of you will write a definition for that word. If you know the word's real definition, you can send me that, and you will be given an automatic three points. If not, send me a plausible-sounding fake definition. I will then read all of your submissions, along with the real definition, in random order, and you'll each get a chance to guess which one is the true meaning of the word. You get two points for guessing the real definition. You also get one point for each player who guesses your fake answer. The winner is the first player to 18. Uh, The number of times Canadian immigrants are required to see Russian concert before being granted full citizenship. How are you doing on that path, by the way, Erica? 
You getting there? I have so far to go. It's oh, not boy. good. Yeah, well, that's how they keep them out. You got to be strict. <laughs> oh, and just one more thing. If nobody guesses the correct definition in a round, I, your hostess with the mostest, get a ridiculous <laughs> five points. That means that if you blow it four times, I win the game, leaving all of you nothing to show for your time but a red face and a case of turtle wax. And I'm being told that we've just run out of turtle wax, so tread carefully. <laughs> oh, my turtle. <laughs> all right, then. Who's ready to play Low Definition? Woo! Yeehaw! Uh, Wait, wrong you guys, country. You sicken me. Come on. <laughs> Whatever. We'll play anyway. So uh, let's start with round one, as we always do. What? And the word. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mixing it we're up this time. That, okay. We're just wow. crazy enough to do it. And the word for round one is small toe. <laughs> small toe. That's spelled S M A. L-T-O, small toe. Please send me your definitions for the word small toe. Definitely now. my favorite animated movie. It's the sequel, isn't it? Yeah, that makes sense. He's, he's smaller. Wow, you guys are fast. Early. Yeah. Finger guns. Oh, that's a good one. Can I change my answer to finger guns? <laughs> Save it for the next one, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all the definitions for round one are in. The word was small toe. And I will now read you the definitions and uh, take note of them because you then have to guess which one is real. So, small toe. Inclination or disposition. An Irish pastry. A mounting bracket for a line on a boat. A hard, sharp cheese from Sweden. A small, round cracker typically consumed to settle an upset stomach. Colored glass or enamel used in mosaic work. Or a plaque commemorating a historical person or event. Those are the available definitions for the word small toe. And lucky you, the first to get to guess amongst them is Micah. <sighs> Welcome to the show. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> Trial yeah. by fire. It's fun. I quite like uh, the idea of a small toe being an Irish pastry. So I'm going to have to go with that one. <laughs> All right. Monty, you're up. Could you read me the details of the one that involved glass, please? Colored glass or enamel used in mosaic work. I like that one. And it likes you. Ah. So I'm putting your name right by it. Shucks. Ooh, kissing. Kicks that ground bashfully. <laughs> Kathy. I could really use a cracker for an upset stomach. Aw. Do you have a tender tummy? I'm just really nervous I'm at sorry. how badly this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have been here a couple of times. Yes. I think it's probably accurate at this point. <laughs> Chip. I will also go with the glass enamel in the mosaic. Mm. Okay. I I'm following Monty like a lemming. Sh sure. Why wouldn't you? Like a small toe. 
Dan. Uh, I do love pastries, and Irish pastry sounds like even more of a good thing. All right, then. And last up is Erica. Man, the two that I was thinking of were the colored glass and the Irish pastry. So, you know, do I do I be a lemming and follow the crowd, or do I go with my podcast twinsy? I, I say think you it's just obvious. sprinkle some colored glass on an Irish pastry and be done with it. <laughs> Ooh, crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Irish pastry. Okay. Well, then, all the votes are in. And uh, let's start with an Irish pastry, since both Mike, or both, all three, Micah, Dan, and Erica, went with that one, thereby giving three points to Monty Ashley. Good job, Monty. Oh, Hooray for Monty. Monty. Ooh. I can't <laughs> wait to find you and get that Irish pastry. <laughs> Kathy was in the mood for a small round cracker typically consumed to settle an upset stomach. The fact that Micah wrote that answer won't make her feel any better, I suppose, but alas, that's no. how it works. And that leaves Monty and Chip, both of whom went after the colored glass or enamel used in mosaic work. Please so be shiny. Long. And that is, in fact, a small toe. Oh, yes. oh. I should have been a lemming. Well done. I can't believe nobody went for the small toe cheese from Sweden, <laughs> Dan Morris. <laughs> Weirdly enough. So after one round, Monty is already running away with it. Wow. He starts off with five points. Five points. Strong. In second place is Chip with two. In third place with one is Micah. And everybody else has nothing. But it is just round one. It really doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things. So let's find out what happens in round two. The word for which is baggy wrinkle. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you heard me. So great. Baggy wrinkle. That word is spelled just like it sounds. B-A-G-G-Y-W-R-I-N-K-L-E. Baggy wrinkle. Won't you please send me your definitions for the word baggy wrinkle now? Fast workers today. This is very exciting. We might get done with this thing before midnight. Fast, just not very good. Right. Well, <laughs> except for Monty. You can't have everything. <laughs> Some of these are pretty good. Certainly not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all of the definitions are in for baggy wrinkle. I'll read them now. Then you decide. Baggy wrinkle. A sack for carrying other sacks. <laughs> sure. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Soft or flabby. A soft I thought there was something else coming after that. <laughs> no. So was I. I was waiting for it. Oh, you need you need more than that? S semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a colon, and then it got all soft and flabby. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh colon jokes. Got to check every weird. five years. Just all right, sure. come on. Let's not get derailed off the baggy wrinkle here, people. Let's go. <laughs> uh, the last one was soft or flabby. Next one is a soft covering used on cables to prevent sail chafing. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't really the boats tonight. Sail. Mm -hmm. 
A mythological creature reputed to lure children into bogs. <sighs> East London slang for an older gentleman. <laughs> like a that. yellow wildflower indigenous to the United Kingdom. Or a flaw sometimes found in industrial garment production. Those are your options for the word baggy wrinkle. And the first guesser is our first round leader, Monty Ashley. Oh, God. And that's all the options we have? That's it. <laughs> I can make up <laughs> some more if you like. None of the, the above. Um, I feel like children don't need that much luring to go into bogs. <laughs> Kids love bogs. <laughs> it's universal. I'm going to go with the sail chafing one. All right. If you've ever had your sail chafed, you know how painful that can be. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hate it. Kathy. I am going to go with the children being lured into the bog by the creature. No, don't go with them. You'll end up drowning in the bog. <laughs> it, yeah, that's true. But you didn't, you didn't say anything about crackers. getting drowned. Well, that's what you lure children into bogs for, right? I mean, that's what so I do. So that they can eat them. <laughs> Maybe it's just a fun bog party. <laughs> How many fun bog parties did you get lured to as a kid, Monty? <laughs> Not Ain't as no much party as I would like, like a fun bog party. I know that for sure. Chip. Uh, I don't know. A sack for carrying other sacks just seems a little too recursive for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's Only inside those other though. sacks? More sacks. Yeah, sacks sacks, sacks all, the way all the way down. No, no. Inside those sacks are the disembodied pieces of Telly Savalas. Mm. That's where they keep all the kids who got lured into the bog. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to I, I think I'm going to veer away from the packing cube adjacent uh, <laughs> definition, and I stay will away once from more, the sacks. I will once more follow Monty into nothingness. All right, worked out for you last time. Let's see what happens now. Uh, Dan, nobody picked soft and flappy, right? <laughs> No. Nope. Sure, why not? <laughs> all right, why not? Dan's all in for soft and flabby. Erica. I'm going to go with a yellow wildflower from the UK because they call stuff really weird names there. They do. They're very strange. I yeah, know, things like <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> He's on that first. That is pretty strange when you think about it. And last up is Micah. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm stuck between a rock and a chafing, baggy wrinkle. <laughs> yes, and the mythological creature. Um, could you read the 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 chafing of sails again, please? Sure. A soft, In a funny voice. <laughs> a soft covering used on cables to prevent sail chafing. Oh dear! Now I love it even more. It was <laughs> really authentic. Now. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with that. I got to go with that. And I can't tell okay. if I'm being swayed by the voice, but it just feels right. <laughs> I just trust it so much. I <laughs> follow that voice right into a bog. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Maybe it's a baggy a wrinkle. <laughs> well, okay, then all the votes are in. So let's start with uh, Dan Morin, who thought that baggy wrinkle was a word for soft or flabby. Sounds about right, but it was actually Kathy's answer. One point for Kathy. Yeah, I have a point. Woo! Never get your answer given first. That's the, that's what Get's I learned your here. Point. <laughs> yeah. 
Monty, Chip, and Micah all piled on to the soft covering to avoid sail chafing. <laughs> and they each get two points. That oh is a baggy wrinkle. Wow. Ross. Thank you, weird voice. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Kathy, meanwhile, went with the mythological creature reputed to lure children into bogs. I'm not sure Monty needed that other point, but he got one. Oh, oh my God. Dang it. He's running away with this thing. Uh, that leaves Erica, who went with a yellow wildflower indigenous to the United Kingdom, which is now very offended by her commentary. Mm-hmm. And that is, in fact, Dan's answer. So a point I to should Dan have known. Should have known. <laughs> oh, boy. So, wow, after round two, we have a clear leader in Monty who has eight points. Jeez. Uh, in second, not too far behind, is Chip with four. Just uh, drafting th- behind the leader. That's right. Still in third with three is Micah. We have a two-way tie for fourth with one point each. That's Kathy and Dan. Woo-hoo. Erica and I, we're taking our time. We're just chilling in the starting square. It's cool. I'm just here for fun. That's all. <laughs> oh, wow. You really not are points. on the wrong show. Fun and profit. <laughs> All righty, so, um, well, you know, I feel a little bad about inflicting words like baggy wrinkle on you, so. <laughs> As well you should. Let's do a little something different this round, or at least different from the last round. We've actually played this one before. It's called five, seven, question mark? <laughs> uh, this round, of course, celebrates the beautiful art of the haiku. I will read you the first two lines of a famous haiku whatever that means, and you (laughs) will finish it off with the third line. Uh, Please note, in the original Japanese, this haiku did follow the classic 575 syllable form. The English translation may not. So you've been warned. Of course. This haiku comes to us from the great Masaoka Shiki and was probably written in the late 19th century when he lived. And it goes like this. Consider me... As one who loved poetry. How does it end? That's up to you to tell me. So, please, won't you finish off that most famous of haiku by the great Masaoka Shiki? Now. Consider me as one who loved poetry, the amount of pan in a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Consider me as one who loved poetry, which Webster's defines as... Consider me as one who loved poetry and semicolons. <laughs> Baggy me wrinkle. As one who loved poetry, refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, five syllables. All right, all of the haiku have been completed. And wow, we have some lovely poetic forms in place here for you. So I will read them to you, and uh, you can figure out which one of those actually came from Masaoka Shiki. And not one of these clowns. <clears throat> Consider me as one who loved poetry and a chill fall wind. Consider me as one who loved poetry and persimmons. <laughs> hmm. Consider me as one who loved poetry, young and lost in love. Consider me as one who loved poetry, but could not sing. Consider me as one who loved poetry until you departed. Consider me as one who loved poetry 
until I met thee. <laughs> wow, Consider that's me. Cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> loves loves whoever it is more. That's yeah, cool. okay, yeah, whatever. Lost in person instead of the poem. Consider me as one who loved poetry more than even fish. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the one. <laughs> so those are your options. One of those is really a famous haiku. I'm shocked, and nobody knew it. Just you know, from the first two lines, but uh, not the most cultured lot here. Wow. <laughs> hey, I, I resemble offended. that remark. I am leaving. <laughs> All right. So uh, who gets to start on that? Oh, it's Kathy Campbell. Kathy, good luck with this. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> let's go with and persimmons. And persimmons. <laughs> okay. And persimmons. <laughs> Chip. Uh, I'm young and lost in love. Is that right? No, I'm pretty damn old. <laughs> <laughs> but still lost in love, right? Shannon uh, listens to this, right? Absolutely I'm <laughs> lost in love. <laughs> I thought so. You were just telling me that earlier. Uh, Dan. Steve, consider me as one who loved poetry until you departed, and then I really loved poetry. Wow. Well, <laughs> I have that effect on people. <clears throat> Erica. Uh, I'm going to go with, but could not sing. Alrighty, that it feels poetic. It does. It it touched my soul. Mm-hmm. Very nice, uh, Micah. But the one that touched my soul the most was the chill fall wind. Oh, your soul has been touched by a chill fall wind. That That's creepy. not good. You should see someone about it's that. The sequel to yeah. Touched by an Angel. It's July. <laughs> should probably see a blanket about that, or maybe a coat. Hmm. I will see a wrinkle puff or whatever it was. <laughs> Baggy was wrinkle. A, a wrinkle puff is an Irish pastry. <laughs> yes. I'm honestly surprised that your soul wasn't touched by more than even fish. Because soul. Not often. Hmm. Um, anyway. Wah, wah, Monty. Uh, I'm with Erica. I think, uh, but could not sing. That sounds good. But could not sing. Hey, Monty picked the one I picked. I bet it's right. That may be good news for Erica. Let's I find out. my answer now. <laughs> well, uh, let's see here. Dan, let's start with Dan. Why not? Never start Dan with thought, me. It doesn't go well. Dan thought that this haiku ended with, until you departed. Actually, that was Erica's haiku. Oh, so. Damn good it. Job, Chip, meanwhile, oh, thought that young and lost in love was a highly poetic and lovely way to complete this haiku, and it was, and it was written by the very cultured Micah Sargent. Good job, Micah. <laughs> I changed my mind already. no longer offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what happens here, because I'm gonna about, to, about to tell you how you did. Micah thought that uh, <laughs> <Smooth>. <laughs> haiku ended with a chill fall wind, and that feeling in his soul was probably the the feeling of Dan Morin getting a point because that oh, was dear. his answer. What's up, co-host? Dan, keep your dog on chill fall winds far away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Erica and Monty both thought that this haiku ended with, but could not sing. That actually was Chip's answer. Oh, hi. <gasps> Does this mean? And that leaves Kathy, who thought that this poem ended with, and persimmons. And she was absolutely correct. Wow. Well done. Masaoka loved him some persimmons. My three years of Japanese in high school have come 
to this point to give me <laughs> the fact that I vaguely remember persimmons being long word. So I was like, oh. yeah, that works. <laughs> Don't ask Alrighty. me what the word was. <laughs> well, it's three syllables in English, so it might, mm-hmm. you know, we're already at four. Nobody uh-huh. went with Kathy's, which was Until I Met Thee, and uh, nobody went with Monty's more than even fish, alas. You guys got that it was P-H-I-S-H, right? Oh, <laughs> well, I did. No. That's why I didn't okay. pick it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If How could Mar- you love if, anything more than fish? If Mark Armand <laughs> was here, he would have bit down on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, uh, Monty, no points for Monty this round. But he still leads after round three with eight points. In second with six is Chip Sutterth. Still in third with four is Micah. We have a uh, definite pattern forming here. In fourth place with three is Kathy. In fifth with two is Dan Moore. And in sixth with one point is Erica. And I still have nothing. As it should be. Hmm. Not cool. Not cool. But we now move on to a listener word. Whoopee! Listener word. Listener word, yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) This actually came from listener Jeff. Oh, listener Jeff. Who provided provided us this word. Duffify. (laughs) Duffify. And that word is spelled, oddly enough, D-U-F-F-I-F-I-E. Duffify. Mm. Could it be Duffify? It could. Just asking. Duffify. It's entirely possible. <laughs> I actually could not find a pronunciation for this, but it showed up in several sources, so I believe it is a real word. Listener Jeff wouldn't play us like that. Wait, it didn't have like a pronunciation on dictionary.com? I didn't look on dictionary.com. Dictionary.com is not a great source for rare yeah, words. Yeah, go, go for... You, you clearly look it up on Urban Dictionary. Do not look it up. <laughs> no, do not. <laughs> Whatever you do. Anyway, do please send me your definitions for the word duffify now. This sounds like a word that the president would mistweet. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean a word? <laughs> <laughs> it's a word, all right. Or is it? Now, these are all fake. Oh, did I say that? Damn it. <gasps> oh, boy. The cat's out cast. of the baggy wrinkle now. All right. All of the definitions are in for the word duffify. I shall now read them. Duffify, or possibly duffify. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here are the definitions. A trace of dishonor. To fluff a beard with one's fingers in order to prepare it for trimming. A padded seat for a motorcycle. A lady golfer. To pack in a cylindrical bag such as a duffel. To lay a bottle on its side for a while in order to pour out the last few drops. Or a horse blanket. <laughs> Those are your options for round four's Great. word, Duffify. And the first to get to decide amongst them is Chips at Earth. Chip, Duffify me. I don't like any of them. But, right. but, yes. if you had a luxurious beard, 
Mm-hmm. I would be tempted to duffify it. Oh, boy, I got to grow one quick then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you want that answer? That is my answer. Oh, okay. I thought, you know, we were just starting up a thing here. Well, you're not All supposed right. to pick your Sh- own answer. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, which one would you prefer? I was also tempted by the beard. Who wouldn't be? Look I how know. luxurious it's, it is. It really luxurious. is, especially after all that fluffing. Uh, I'm going to go with the lady golfer. Yeah. No, I Love mean, her work. she and I are going to go. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Erica. Uh, I was also tempted by the beard, but I am also going to go with the lady golfer. I swear I'm not copying Dan. He just happens to go before me. Sure. Mm, suspicious. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Now you got a three-way. Great. At least okay. I know lady. The, the one that I picked wasn't <laughs> his, probably. <laughs> That's what you think. I'm that clever. <laughs> Ten steps ahead. Micah, tell me about Duffify. When one Duffifies. Uh, I feel like that duffel was used to trick me. Specifically, all right. You. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Yes, they knew. They knew my love of duffels, uh, <laughs> duffel love. I'm gonna have to go with the bottle one because why not? Why not? Bust out that bottle. Bust it. Bust it out, uh, Monty. I like the looks of that beard. I want to get my hands all up in it. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone to a weird place. Uh, Micah, can you please pass me that bottle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need it. And it came from a weird place. <laughs> it's always that been leaves, weird. That leaves Kathy. Mm, Kathy, what's a Duffify or what is Duffify? I I have a feeling that our listeners really love beards. <laughs> Just as a, a feeling I'm sensing sure. in the air. Okay. Uh, so I am going to join the party. The fluffing beard party. the beards. <laughs> beard, beard party. party. Oh, everybody get in there. Get those fingers going. Oh, dear. We're having a fluffing party. Oh, oh no. dear. What did I say about the explicit tag? I think we <laughs> leaned into it. I'm just talking about beards. There's nothing and sexual I can dig about it. that. Hey, am I the only person here who actually has a beard? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Get uh, ready. I shall fluff it then. All right. <laughs> Speaking of fluffing it, uh, the, all the votes are in. <laughs> so uh, why what? don't we start? Uh, why don't we start with uh, Dan and Erica, who both ran off with a lady golfer. So <laughs> they won't be here to find out that they just gave two more points to Monty. Oh, Golly. oh no! Well, they must have come back to groan in sadness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chip, Monty, and uh, Kathy all thought that. To duffify was to fluff a beard with one's fingers in order to prepare it for trimming. But in fact, that's three points to Micah. Wow. Oh, Micah, well done. Mm. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Micah, meanwhile, thought that to duffify was to lay a bottle on its side for a while in order to pour out the last few drops. Is that what I chose? That's what you chose. Too late to change it. And you wouldn't want to anyway because that is the correct answer. Oh, yeah. What wow. is that? Is that is, like made from The Simpsons? Because yeah, I heard Duff, and too. I was just like, "Hmm." That Listener like Jeff beer. informs me in his email that that is in fact where they got the name for Duff beer in The Simpsons. Uh, wow! Oh, yeah. it's the other way around. Educational. I like it. Mm-hmm. 
We all learned, like it better all learned something here today. It. That everybody likes to fluff beards. <laughs> so after four rounds, we still have Monty in the lead with 10 points. He's more than halfway there. Strong round for Micah. He moves from third into second with mm. nine points. Uh, still, oh, actually, uh, now in third place is Chip Sutterth with six points. In fourth with three is Kathy. In fifth with two is Dan. Uh, Erica still has one point, and I've got nada. So on to round five we go. And the word for round five is... Kersimir. <laughs> no, it's I like not. It. Kersimir. And Dozimir and little lambs <laughs> eat mirvi. Uh, it's spelled K-E-R-S-E-Y-M-E-R-E. Kersimir. Won't you please send me those definitions for the word Kersimir now? And thank you to listener Jeff for that wonderful listener word for round four. Appreciate it. Some of us appreciate it more than others. Indeed. (laughs) Some of us appreciate it less than others. (laughs) Logical. Micah Sargent will be by to fluff your beard later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is the agreed upon price. (laughs) (laughs) There's three kinds of prices. Was it worth it? The price, the iron price, and and the the agreed upon price. (laughs) (laughs) The beard fluff price. Alrighty, all of the definitions are in for round five. The word was Kersimir. Here are your options. Kersimir. Transportation by relays of people on horses. A curved mountain path. A crude tincture made of cloves, milkweed, and whiskey. That doesn't sound that crude. (laughs) A steeplechase track. A cocktail made from pink champagne and grapefruit juice. A knitted scarf intended to cover the mouth. Or a fine twilled woolen cloth. Woolen cloth. Did you say twilled? A fine twilled woolen cloth. I feel like a semicolon is missing somewhere. One of our semicolons is missing. A low definition (laughs) mystery. It's a crossover with a foot. So, uh, those are your options for the word Kersimir. And the first to get to choose amongst them is Dan Morin. Oh, goody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I am going... Wow, there are a few that I like there. Uh, I'm going to go with, <laughs> really? yeah, weirdly enough, me. but yeah, um, I'm going to go with the, sure, the woolen twilled cloth. Okay. The fine twilled woolen cloth. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Erica. I'm going to go for the knitted scarf that's supposed to cover the mouth. Mm. Okay. Micah. I am also going for the knitted scarf over the mouth, a courtesy mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Or a mirror courtesy. Monty. Um, Well, I am trying to decide between the two answers other people have already taken. Which one did Micah take? He went with the knitted scarf intended to cover the mouth. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Everybody's piling on that scarf. 
It's a cozy scarf. Are you guys trying to tell me something? It will hide our luxurious beards from all those people that want to flaunt. <laughs> it's also a protective measure against duffifiers. <laughs> Kathy. Uh, let's go with the crude tincture. Because okay. I could use some whiskey right now. Yeah, I hear you. Man, so can I. And Chip. Similarly, I'm after some whiskey. Okay. Very good. Well, let's start with that one then. Oh, great. Kathy, Kathy and Chip <laughs> both thought that Kersimir was a crude tincture. That's hard to say. Tincture. Tincture? Tincture. Hmm. Duffify. Made of cloves, milkweed, and whiskey. That was, in fact, made by Micah Sargent. So two yeah. more points for Micah. Thank you, Micah. both. Micah. Don't, don't duffify me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Micah joined Monty and Erica in thinking that a Kersimir was a knitted scarf intended to cover the mouth. That actually was Dan's answer. So three <sighs> points to Dan for that. Knitted that sucker up. Speaking cover your of mouth. Dan, Dan went for the fine twilled woolen cloth. And he was ex- absolutely correct. Kersimir ah, wow. is a fine-twilled woolen cloth. <laughs> I see. I you know, twill was a verb. That was the thing. Was like I, w- I had some feeling it was cloth or textile related. And since I wrote the other textile yeah. related one, I <laughs> just went with process of elimination. <laughs> I went with Micah's answer because I felt like that way he wouldn't pass me, and he passed me anyway. <gasps> Diabolical. So to twill is to weave a fabric so it has a surface of diagonal parallel ridges. And twilled is made with a twill weave. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Yeah. Now you know. And that's really going to serve you well throughout twill, the rest of your life. Twill be We're the less bonus definitions in this episode. Right. <laughs> twill be the less. Maybe remember that twill. we would not actually learn anything in this game. All right, so after round five, strong round for Dan Moore, and he got five points. I should round. leave Good now work. is what we're saying. But we have a new leader. After getting two points in that round, Micah now leads with 11 points. What? Awesome. Monty's in a close second with 10. Uh, in third with seven is Dan. Slipping into fourth with six points is Chip. In fifth with three is Kathy. In sixth with one is Erica. I still have nothing. It's all right. I'm cool with it. All right, on to round six. Round six, by the way. The crazy, crazy round. What? <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy, it's the crazy round. Just like every other time, round six is the crazy round, the round where anything can happen. And the word for round six, the crazy <laughs> round, is this. Dilotomy. Dilotomy. Do, 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 do. It's dilotomy, too. It's a lot of all of us. That's spelled B D E. L-L-O-T-O-M-Y. You heard right. That starts with a B. Delotomy. Spell that again. B-D-E-L-L-O-T-O-M-Y. Please send me your definitions for the word delotomy. Now. There's a definite, definite pattern forming here with these definitions. (laughs) <laughs> Is it they're all desperate? People who know the etymology of half of the word, but not the other half? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> all right, all of the definitions are in for the crazily spelled word dilotomy. Here they are. Dilotomy. The removal of a bile duct. Those darn bile ducts. <laughs> a surgical procedure to remove the jaw. A word that starts with a silent consonant. <laughs> and we're only in the first hour. Tautology or definition, you make the call. <laughs> the act of cutting a leech to increase its suction. What? A surgical procedure in which a small portion of the stomach lining is removed. The surgical act of removing an appendage. There's nothing left of this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Or surgery to remove an ingrown toenail. No one went with surgery. That was the last piece. No one went with surgery to remove a bordello, so I'm disappointed in all of you. (laughs) I I considered it. (laughs) I just want surgery to remove a silent B. (laughs) Right. So wait, we've it got been the study j- of a bordello. All right, so we've but, got jaw, we've got bile duct, we've got uh-huh. stomach lining, we've got appendage, uh-huh. and we've got ingrown toenails. Is that it? We do. That's correct. Wow. Now, you're going to be off your feet for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first to get to choose is Erica. It's like a game of operation over here. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Moe's thing and do the the pick one that's not like the others. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with the leech cutting. All right, the act of cutting a leech to increase its suction. Yep. All righty then, Micah. I also like the leech answer. Kidogi. Mm, Monty. I'm going to go with the tautology. I don't think this is a surgical procedure at all. All right. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Hmm. Could this round really be that crazy? I don't know. Anything could happen. <laughs> None of the answers are correct. Kathy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go with the tautology. What he said. Ditto. The removal of an extra syllable from the pronunciation of a word. Yes. Chip. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Some of that stomach lining has got to go. <laughs> okay. There's just, just way too much of it. Too much? Not again. And that leaves Dan. I, perhaps against my better judgment, I'm going to jump on the leech train. You. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew. laughs> it is poor judgment on your part. All aboard. The leech train all over the world. You know where that leech train is going? Right into the bog. (laughs) You don't want to be here, Dan. It really, really sucks. Oh, Oh. you're bleeding me dry over here. That was good. (laughs) Is the idea that you cut the back of the leech and it sucks faster, like shotgunning a beer? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the physics. A hundred percent, yes. Okay, (laughs) this has certainly begun to suck faster. Uh, well, let's start with Chip then, who is the only one who bid on any of the surgical procedure <laughs> ones that uh, everybody seemed to be so excited to write about. He went with the surgical procedure in which a small portion of the stomach lining is removed, and he gave one point to Micah. Hi, Micah. Ooh-oh. Thank you. 
Erica, Micah, and Dan, meanwhile, thought that dilotomy is the act of cutting a leech to increase its suction. In fact, they're actually correct. <gasps> Yay! Wow. Awesome. And dope. indeed, I guess the theory is you cut a little slice on the back of the leech and the air is able to be displaced more easily and you get better suction. So there wow. you go. Wow. I thought it was like it got freaked out and got more aggressive about yeah. sucking or something. Yeah, like whipping a horse to make it go faster. <laughs> that might have yeah. something to do with it too. Or inserting a, uh, a turnip or whatever. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Monty and <laughs> Kathy, meanwhile thought that dilotomy was a word that starts with a silent consonant. No, that ridiculous definition was provided by Badan. <laughs> nice job, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it was just too good to pass up. <laughs> I'm changing the contact in my phone to Badan. <laughs> <laughs> so, after that craziest of crazy rounds, Micah still leads. He got three points that round. He has 14. I would say he's very close to being in striking distance, so watch out, people. Uh, in second with 11 points is now Dan Morin. In third, he stalled a little bit. Monty with 10. Mm -hmm. In fourth with six is Chip. Tied oh. for fifth with three points each. Kathy and Erica. And nothing for me, thanks. I'll just observe. <laughs> well, let's do something a little different. Uh, why don't we do a round of uh, everybody's favorite, Goo Complete Me. Ooh. I do. <laughs> All right. Goo. One person's favorite. Goo complete me. <laughs> this uh, is the round where I type. They start typing something into Google, uh, and you have to tell me what Google's autocomplete suggests that I might be trying to search for. So, assuming Google's algorithms are doing what they're supposed to, this would be the most searched for phrase that starts with the words I typed in. Uh, for example, when I started typing in, why does the Death Star, it turns out that a whole lot of people are hitting up Google to find out why does the Death Star have a hole, which is sobering. Uh, anyway, our search <laughs> uh -oh, term for tonight, for <clears throat> yeah. our search term for tonight is Babylon 5 is... <laughs> Babylon 5 is, that's what I typed into Google. What did Google hand me back as a suggestion for what I might be searching on? What did you type for five? Uh, I spelled it out. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, all right, mm. hang on. Mm. <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> it does. So please, won't you tell me what Google auto-completed Babylon 5 is with now? And just for the record, if you're intrigued by this uh, edition of Goo Complete Me, please visit the audio guide to Babylon 5, hosted by me and Erica. B5audioguide.com. I was kind of hoping that would be your answer. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work. Does this count as a sponsor to read? <laughs> uh, did, you give me, did, did you give Steve any money? <laughs> All right, all the answers are in for uh, the autocomplete that Google provided to me when I typed in Babylon 5 is. One of these is, in fact, what it told me. Let's figure out which one it is, shall we? All right. Okay, why not? Oh, yeah. Mm. Babylon 5 is overrated. Ooh. Babylon 5 is the best sci-fi show. Babylon 5 is terrible. Boo. Babylon 5 is Star Trek. 
<laughs> Babylon 5 is a Deep Space Nine ripoff. Oh, oh for crying out loud. <laughs> Are these people just telling Google this when they search it? Babylon 5 is a big pile. <laughs> or Babylon 5 is four chumps. I don't know about you, Erica, but I'm feeling attacked. Yeah, I was feeling attacked before. Now I'm just feeling screw y'all. Oh, this is so worth it. Okay, so. Now you two did at least two of these, right? Well, they did the so best science is, fiction show and, and one, one these, other. One of these is legitimately the most searched for things thing when people type in Babylon 5 is. And the first to get to figure out which one that is, is Micah. Yes. I I need it to be a big pile. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if I had a nickel. <laughs> Next up is Monty. Uh, they didn't say a big pile of what, so I'm going to go with that one. Drafting off Micah. <laughs> okay. Kathy. Let's go with overrated. Let's go with overrated. All right. Chip. Oh, ah. oh, the conflict within you right now. Do you want to win or do you want to val validate your, your choices? <laughs> I am. I gave up hope of validating myself long ago. <laughs> People think it's overrated. Okay. Hey, Dan, you're up next. I'm going with a Deep Space Nine ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that leaves Erica. I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with Dan and go with the Deep Space Nine ripoff. Oh, boy. Say the whole sentence. <laughs> I refuse. Uh, don't worry. The uh, soundboard can work it out later. <laughs> I hate you all. Oh, boy. Except well, all you. the votes are in. So let's see which one of those Google really did use, uh, really did send back as an autocomplete for Babylon 5 is... Did Google say Babylon 5 is overrated as Kathy and Chip thought? No, but Monty did. <laughs> Two points for Monty. Dan and Erica both went with Babylon 5 is a Deep Space Nine ripoff. I can't believe anybody would even type that sentence. <laughs> Least of all Chip Sutterth, whose uh, answer that was. Chip, I very nearly wrote the same exact thing, so that was why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Monty and Micah, meanwhile, both thought that Babylon 5 is a big pile. Please, please. Was what Google Autocomplete responded Who with. Who would type that? <laughs> please. And they are correct. Uh, Babylon yes! 5 is a big pile is what comes up. Yes. And you know what? I'm a little shocked that Dan Morin didn't pick this up because that actually is, people are searching on a line from Spaced. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> okay. as it turns out oh, it doesn't end with a totally big pile is. though it continues on for a few more words beyond that point hey, but yeah. yes <laughs> that's from the episode where he gets fired from the comic book shop he's yeah. trying to get himself fired yeah, for, yeah. from the comic book shop yes Babylon 5 hey, Derek Babylon 5 is a big pile yeah no no yep mm -hmm. should have picked up on that totally right yep 
The other answer is uh, Erica couldn't bring herself to not put the best sci-fi show. <laughs> well, whatever. By the I'm way, not this, winning anyway. The second thing that came up in Google Autocomplete was Babylon Five is the best show ever. So if that makes you feel better, it does. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Kathy went with Babylon 5 is terrible. Dan came up with Babylon 5 is Star Trek. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> I almost picked that. I'll oh, I really wanted I really wanted Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Babylon 5 is for chumps came from Micah, so <laughs> I don't feel that way for the record. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can still be friends. Okay. Right, but he still got 2 points in that round, putting him in first still with 16 points. He's definitely in striking distance now. Round 8 may be the end. We'll see. Uh, in a close second is Monty with 14 points. He got four that round. Nice job, Monty. Thank you. In third with 11 is Dan. In fourth with eight is Chip. Uh, tied for fifth with three points each, Kathy and Erica. And nothing for me. I may not have gotten any points, but after that round, I still have my honor. <laughs> I hear I, I, I hear what you just said. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to round eight. Round eight is one of those boring old regular rounds about words. Oh, well. <sighs> and the word for round eight is this. Gid. The word is gid. I, I beg your pardon? Yeah, gid. so it's so it's good. What do you, what, what about it's, it? <laughs> that word is so gid. It's G-I-D, actually, gid. Just like you would expect. And so, won't you please send me your definitions for the word Gid. Now, by the way, if you type in Babylon 5 with the numeral instead of spelling out 5, you get is the best show ever first, and then you get Babylon 5 is a big pile. So, (laughs) (laughs) I suddenly feel much better. Yeah. At least it's a big pile. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all of the definitions are in for round eight. The word for round eight was gid. These are the definitions I got, and one of them is the real definition. Figure out which is which. Gid. A Mesopotamian deity. A nail used for shoeing ponies. A metallic hook used to fasten shipping containers to a barge. A sheep disease caused by the larva of a tapeworm in the brain. Good God. A brief blow to the face. Like... (laughs) 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 Or something. The offspring of a giraffe. Or... (laughs) (laughs) That's my gid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, oh God, let's not start an argument about whether it's pronounced gid or jid, whatever we oh, do. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> I really will quit. <laughs> <laughs> or, a member of a class of criminals who engage in organized robbery and murder. <laughs> what? Those are your <laughs> options for the word gid. Well, they're not very good, are they? And Monty, you gid to guess first. What do you mean guess? I happen to know that the answer is, um, let's say, the class of criminals one. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, uh, Kathy. Uh, Let's go with the the ponies, the ponies. 
the nail in the Used. shoe. There you go. The, with the ponies. The, <laughs> the ponies. nail in the ponies. You know, the <laughs> the, the, the ponies. nail of the ponies in the shoes. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, this, we're really putting the last nail in the pony here. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> Chip. I'm going to revert to my old formerly winning strategy and draft behind Monty, and it's a gang of criminals. All right. Dan. Uh, Babylon 5 is a pile. No, sorry. <laughs> hey. You can just start all of your answers off with that if you'd like. Watch it. <laughs> what, was, what was the one before the um, the nail? Uh, a Mesopotamian deity. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to jump on that that nail thing. I think that, that's Ouch. Great. That yeah. sounds Don't jump on a nail. I'm going to do it. You can't stop me. Uh, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Erica. I'm going to go with the offspring of a giraffe. Okay, sure. Because it's cute. Why not? I thought that was called a giraffe spring. <laughs> no, that's what that's when the it's Amish kid. kids that's when the Amish kids go into main society yeah. for a year. <laughs> the thing with giraffe spring is they don't really get along very well, so you got to keep them separated. Okay, I'll allow it. <laughs> Next up is Micah. You know, whether it's a punch or a nice light uh, fall fall breeze, I have to go with a brief blow to the face. <laughs> blow to the face. You love those fall breezes. I do. Those chill fall winds. Touch your heart. They go right through your face and to your very soul. And uh, so let's see how that all worked out for us. We will start with Kathy and Dan, who both thought that a gid was a nail used for shoeing ponies. That actually was Erica's answer, so two points for Erica. Woohoo! Micah went with a brief blow to the face, and that actually was Chip's answer, so one point <laughs> to Chip. Good answer, Chip. Can, can you clarify, though? Are we talking blow or hit? It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> well. What kind of blow do you like? <laughs> the gid kind. The gid kind. Erica, meanwhile, thought that the gid was the offspring of a giraffe. That answer was actually the offspring of Dan Morin, so a point to Dan <laughs> of for that. Of course it was. Yeah, well, I don't, did you just call it a small giraffe? I don't really know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's I, a kid. I think like they're actually... Goat. Are they calves? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a kid, like a goat. At any rate, that leaves Monty and Chip, who each thought that a gid was a member of a class of criminals who engage in organized robbery and murder. Actually, that was Kathy's answer. So two points to Kathy and six points to me oh, because no. nobody Ooh, guessed. Nice. Point of order. Point of order. I it was five, five. Five. Yeah. Five Stop points. Cheating. Try. Nice try. Oh, gosh. That Still get used to these new rules. <laughs> five points to me. Fine. Whatever. Uh, because nobody guessed correctly that a gid is a sheep disease caused by the larva of a tapeworm in oh. the brain. Wah. He's got a bit of the gid. Wow. wow. Uh, all right then. So uh, after round eight, no movement from Micah. He's still got 16 points. Still in striking distance. In uh, second place, Monty still with 14 points. Third place, Dan with 12. In fourth with nine points is Chip. And bringing up the rear, it's a three-way 
five-point tie with Kathy, Erica, and I. So, on to round nine. Round nine. The word for round nine is Quebec. Quebec. That's spelled K-E-B-B-U-C-K. Quebec. Please send me your definitions for the word Quebec. Now. Oh, boy. <clears throat> you guys thought you were going to get out of this one easy. Some of us never thought that. Yeah. Not even in my wildest dreams. We need wilder dreams. Yeah. I'm usually so tired by the time I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Instant replay, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all of the definitions are in for the word Quebec. He paused a moment as though they were not actual definitions. <laughs> well, that some of them the are not. I was getting to. It makes perfect sense. Some of them are sketches. <laughs> yes. It's I'm not sure how I'm going to uh, explain this sketch here. Well, of there's course, a guy. Random.org. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these are the definitions I got for the word Quebec. Here they are. Quebec. A wheel of cheese. <laughs> I feel like we've had that one before. To drink a beverage, especially an intoxicating one, copiously and with hearty enjoyment. Mm. <laughs> a mud hut. What'd you call me? <laughs> Nothing. A demon or bogeyman. A knife for carving soap. A demonic spirit resembling a large puppet. (laughs) Well, that's convenient for the puppet makers. That's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Or a saddle for camels. (laughs) One of those is the real definition for the word Quebec. And I believe it is Kathy's turn to get to choose first. Let's go with a knife for carving soap. All right. For a second, I got those mixed up and thought it was a knife for carving cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm just hungry. A wheel wheel of soap. soap. That's right. (laughs) Step right up and play the wheel of soap. You spin and Uh, you win. Soap. (laughs) You'll clean up. Uh, Chip. Yeah, that's a really specific knife. I'm not sure I can go with that. Um, So. No can do. It's. And and we've got two. (laughs) Have you ever been shopping for a knife? I'm just saying. (laughs) Right? Yeah, you watch Forge and Fire. You will learn all sorts of ridiculous knives. Is any knife a knife for cutting soap? No. (laughs) I suppose it could be. But Dan, let me tell you. For cutting soap, sure. But for carving soap? I don't think so. (laughs) And that's no lie. (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> and freeze frame and credits we're out everybody yeah, that, that poem that pun's got me foaming at the mouth dad oh. <laughs> i'm in a real uh, lather over here let's keep it clean <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm going to get us out of this by choosing and derailing the conversation mud hut mud hut good i was afraid i was gonna have to wash your mouths out mm. with cheese 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, Dan. I'm going with that. Of- I'm going with the puppet demon and endless nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Or not. Uh, Erica. I'm too wigged out to even say the same one that Dan did because <laughs> those things freak me out. Um, so I'm going to go with the more generic version, the demon or bogeyman. All right. Not into the large puppets, huh? Any of them. I don't like puppets. Oh. Except Muppets. Mm. Muppets are different. Mm. Oh, interesting. But Muppets aren't Because they've got the M. Or are they? Stop Micah. talking, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that camel saddle is really calling my name, but... That's creepy. You know, uh, it's not calling it loud enough. I'm going to have to go with a mud hut, because there's something just hilarious about mud hut. <laughs> All right. Mud hut it is. And that leaves Monty. I think it is the camel saddle. Okay. Hmm. I'll put you in for one camel saddle then. Thanks. Saving up for a camel. Yeah. <laughs> It'll really come in handy then. It's the same plot as Drive My Car by the Beatles, except with camels. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just, in this moment, realized my tactical error on this round. By tactical error, I mean I just realized what that definition was made out of. But please, continue. It's made out of letters. Ah, yes. yes but which letters, Steve? What is uh, a K? Yeah. All right. (laughs) So let's see how that all went down. Uh, We will start with Chip and Micah, who both thought that a Quebec was a mud hut. That actually was Monty's answer. So two points to Monty. Darn it. Uh, Erica thought that a Quebec was a demon or bogeyman. That was Dan's answer. So point to Dan. Get out of my head. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I guess you're my Jason this time, right? I really am. <laughs> uh, Kathy thought that a Quebec was a very specific knife for carving soap. That was, in fact, Erica's answer. So Aww. point to Erica. Thank you. You're welcome. So Dan had ahead of me. <laughs> Dan had demons on the brain. He went with a demonic spirit resembling a large puppet, which was Micah's answer. So mm. point to Micah. Well played. Hi, Dan. Well played. Monty thought that a Quebec might be a saddle for camels. That was Chip's answer. So uh, point to Chip. Good answer, Chip. So uh, you guys spread the points around pretty good that time, right. but not quite far enough because nobody correctly guessed that a Quebec is, Dan? A, a wheel of cheese? That's correct. Oh. <laughs> Five points to me. Let me let me ask. I want to know if Micah was going. Were you? Did you? Was that drawn from a Kabuki Dibic? Yes. Yes. Uh, well yes. played. <laughs> I realized it halfway through when I when I because I also got oh. I also was thinking of Dibic, so that's why I just went with the yes. generic answer. And I was like, oh, what well, does it mean that way? That's really similar to Kabuki. Oh, it's way too late to figure that out. So well it played. It warms my heart that you uh, that you got that. Yeah, Kabuki Theater mm-hmm. and the Dibic. Yep. That's yeah. why I stayed away from the cheese uh, from the soap knife because. A buck knife is already a thing. Mm-hmm. Also, it's dangerous. Stay yeah. away from those soap knives. You'll cut yourself. <laughs> well, they're very they, clean. They can oh, slip, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Was the knife made of soap? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's like in a prison. A s- <laughs> All right. A knife used to carve soap. Wow. Yeah. 
So after round nine, we still don't have a winner, but we got somebody who's super close. That's Micah at 17 points. We got somebody else who's super close. That's Monty with 16. Either one of them could cross the finish line in this round. We'll see how it goes. Uh, In third place with 13 is Dan. Tied for fourth with 10 each. Chip and me. Oh, my goodness. I am making my move. Uh, in sixth place with six points is Erica. Kathy's bringing up the rear with a very respectable five points. <laughs> yep. I respect you. Aw, thanks, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, words are great, but let's do something <laughs> a little different this round. What? No, I'm good at words. <laughs> well, there are words in this round. It's just not all about words. This mm. round is actually titled with a single word, and that word is fartsy. <laughs> oh. Yes. I don't know much about art, but I know what I like, and this ain't it. Uh, I'm going to give you the name of a real piece of art that was genuinely displayed to the public, and your job is to tell me what that so-called art consisted of. Uh, For example, in a previous game, we discussed a bold artistic vision that was titled Twinkle Twinkle Baby. Uh, The actual description of Twinkle Twinkle Baby turned out to be enormous cupcakes that appear to have baby deer baked into them. Yes, I remember this. That's the kind of art we're talking about, people. I did well in that. I am excited. So our art exhibition for tonight is... Something that was displayed in the New York Museum of Modern Art in 2013, and it is called The Maybe. The Maybe. That's all the information you're going to get out of me. Please tell me what you would see or hear or discover if you were to view or listen to or be a part of The Maybe. Now. I feel really bad because... This used to be my Facebook header image. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, go ahead and uh, my. let you know what Type this it is. in. Okay. Well, that changes my <laughs> answer. <laughs> hey, nobody go to my Facebook now. No, it's not because I'm going to your Facebook. It's like, there's no way Michael would put this at the top of his Facebook. We're <laughs> 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 really doing that one. <laughs> This has suddenly turned into what would Micah make his Facebook header? A hundred, a hundred percent. All right, all of the answers are in, and uh, this is uh, this is kind of sad because I had to use my sad face column in the spreadsheet because Micah Sargent knew, as you may have heard earlier, about the maybe. He sent me the correct description of the maybe art installation and uh that means he gets three points that means he has definitely gotten over the finish line but maybe it's entirely possible that he ends up in a tie with monty or possibly even dan if he has a really strong round so stay tuned people don't turn this podcast off yet (laughs) so one of these is in fact a correct description of the 2013 art installation known as The maybe. You figure out which one it is. The maybe. The image of a six foot two inch podcaster shrugging helplessly. (laughs) (laughs) A big picture of maybe Bluth from Arrested Development. 
a single blank page on a vast oak desk. A large plasticine statue of a hopeful dog holding a leash in its mouth. <laughs> a large glass box containing Tilda Swinton taking a nap. <laughs> or a cube of windows full of stuffed animals. One of those is, in fact, the maybe. And the first person to decide which one it is, is Chips Out Earth. I'm going with the hopeful dog. <laughs> hopeful dog. <laughs> Sounds lovely, doesn't it? It does sound like something that Micah would put on his Facebook page, but Dogs. maybe somebody wrote that definition just knowing that. Yes. Mm. Dan. I'm going with Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. That must be very interesting. Uh, it is a, we have a very interesting relationship. It's true. Yeah, it's very complex. <laughs> Erica. <sighs> hmm. I'm torn between Tilda Swinton and stuffed animals. And that's a sentence I never thought I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was pretty sure I'd hear it at some point in my life, though. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm going to go with Tilda Swinton. Okay. Wait, I'm going going with Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Hands off. We're we're twinsies. It's all right. right, I don't think Tilda Swinton is monogamous. Fair, fair. (laughs) Monty. Uh, Yeah, Tilda Swinton for me, please. No, sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Can't just order up like you're at a restaurant. (laughs) Turns out I can. She's a person. It's right there. (laughs) And Kathy. Let's go with the blank page on the desk. Okay. A single blank page on a vast oak desk. All righty then, well, let's start with that one. Kathy thought that the maybe was a single blank page on a vast oak desk. That actually came from the artistic mind of Erica Ensign, so. <laughs> I'm your uh, new tiff. <laughs> yes, you are. I always did have trouble telling your voices apart. <laughs> we get that a lot. Yeah. Chip, meanwhile, meanwhile, thought that the maybe was a large plasticine statue of a hopeful dog holding a leash in its mouth. Actually, that was Dan Morin's answer, so point to Dan. It's really hoping Dan catch a couple other people there. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dan, Erica, and Monty all thought that the maybe consisted of a large glass box containing Tilda Swinton taking a nap. And they were absolutely correct. The maybe is, in fact, Tilda Swinton periodically dropping by the Museum of Modern Art to take a nap inside a glass box. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. I do. I, yeah, I thought uh, I remembered that. Well, it so. was way better than when I, my, I started writing my initial answer, which was like a large transparent beach ball containing a fetus. And I was like, that's oh not, something, not something that's going to be on Micah's Facebook page, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. I am disappointed nobody jumped on board my maybe Bluth joke. I thought that was mm. good work. It was It was good. Uh, in hindsight, so, I apologize for revealing that it was on my Facebook before uh, we no, got that's to all the right. You just changed the game. Change the way things worked out a little bit. That's all right. It's fun. But what Monty should not be disappointed in is the fact that he has tied Micah for the win. Whoa. Whoa. Of Low Definition X, I, I, I. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll take it. Aye. That's correct. Uh, yep. So Anybody how are we over eighteen? Break up this trophy. <laughs> <laughs> so checks in the mail. Those are our winners, Micah and Monty, with twenty and eighteen points respectively. It doesn't matter that Micah got more. Anybody over the finish That's line right, is a doesn't. winner in my mind. Uh, Dan got awfully close with sixteen points. Mm. Less close were Chip and I, who each had ten points, followed by Erica with nine and Kathy with five. But uh, you know. Everybody's a winner when Tilda Swinton is in a glass box sleeping. <laughs> that's, that's a classic. So, so uh, that's Low Definition 13. I want to thank my players. Thank you, Micah Sargent, Monty Ashley, Kathy Campbell, Chip Sutterth, Dan Morin, and Erica Ensign. Uh, if you've listened to this whole thing and actually enjoyed it, you can feel free to drop us a note at our email account. That's lowdefgs at gmail.com. The GS stands for Grotesque Soliloquy. So it'll be easy to remember. Uh, you can also hit us on Twitter at lowdefgs. Uh, congratulations again to Micah and Monty. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Steve Lutz saying, you took the part that once was my heart. So why not delotomy? Good night, everybody. <laughs> Persimmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>